This is Andrew Yang, a tech entrepreneur and a bit of an underdog surprise Democratic candidate for president. Right off the back, I want to stress that this channel avoids politics at all costs. So, I am not politically advocating for or against Andrew Yang or any of the other candidates I plan to discuss between now and the 2020 election. And also, we are not going to be looking at him as a candidate beyond his economic policies. His plan for office could be 24-7 golfing retreats with Jeffrey Epstein and a private email server, and he would still get the Economics Explained tick of approval if he had good economic policy. Which, when saying it out loud, is probably not something I should be putting on a video as I'm going through the process of begging YouTube to verify my channel. But, you know. Andrew Yang is a surprise candidate for a few reasons. First of which is that he does have a very, very, very detailed economic plan even in these very early stages of the campaign for the 2020 election. This is something that a lot of candidates try to hold a little bit closer to their chest before an election, because going policy first into the public circus that is election campaigns does open you up to scrutiny from other candidates that won't have shown anything to nitpick back at. Despite this tactical disadvantage, all of Yang's policies are available on his website, and it is a bit of a mixed bag of policies that are from very, very socialist in nature, but with a bit of a unique libertarian flair. To explain this, we will start off with by far his most prominent policy, a universal basic income disbursement of $12,000 a year to all citizens over the age of 18. We have discussed a universal basic income before on this channel when we looked at the potential outcomes of robots and automation pushing more and more people out of work. And Yang is pushing for this policy for the same reasons. This universal basic income, or freedom dividend, as Yang has branded it, would go to everyone regardless of their employment status and income level. Are you a multi-millionaire CEO? No worries, here is your freedom dividend. Are you a single mother? Here is your freedom dividend. Are you someone impacted by drugs and alcohol who hasn't held down a job in their entire lives? No worries, as long as you are a US citizen over the age of 18, you get your freedom dividend. Yang plans to pay for this through a number of taxes, primarily aimed at corporate America. Chief among them is a 10% value added tax on business transactions, which would go a long way to gaining revenues from companies like Amazon and Uber, who have typically been able to avoid paying anything because they have a growth-based business model and very clever accounting. The other big new tax is a 0.1% levy on all financial transactions, which doesn't sound like much on paper, but could be a huge source of revenue from businesses that deal in high volumes of financial transactions, and more specifically, institutions like high-frequency trading firms that can conduct tens of thousands of financial transactions in a given second, meaning that that 0.1% tax would add up very, very fast. This is kind of the socialist side of his debate, but it may not all be doom and gloom for business though, especially companies that deal in business to customer transactions. Take Amazon, a massive online retailer that would undoubtedly feel the burden of Yang's proposed 10% value added tax. What might be overlooked in this equation though, is that when an average American gets an extra $1,000 a month in their pocket, like they will with the proposed freedom dividend, they are going to go out and spend it. Where are they likely to spend it? Well, a good portion of people will go to Amazon, which should hopefully see an increase in people that they will need to hire to keep up with this new demand, meaning that more people will have jobs, which means more money in people's pocket, 
which means more money for people to go out and spend on sites like Amazon. This is an extremely oversimplified explanation of an economic principle called the multiplier effect, which models how money gets passed around an economy adding more and more value than just the initial transaction. The multiplying effect of the freedom dividend is one of the central arguments for Yang's economic policy. It's not designed to hurt business, it's designed to get businesses to add value to the economy and their customers. Another big policy push for Yang is to award every US citizen with a $100 a year government account that can be donated towards a politician or a political party of their choice. This is a reaction to the huge lobbying power that businesses currently have in the USA. Most citizens can't forward the same amount of political donations to influence policy. And so in Yang's view, policy has shifted to favor corporations over individuals. Whether he is right or wrong, this $100 donation would mean that popular candidates that have less palatable economic plans would still stand a chance. Today, as an extreme example, if a popular candidate ran on the idea of doubling corporate tax rates in America, it is extremely likely that lobbying groups would throw a lot of money towards his opposition. This means that his opponent could run more TV ads, appear on more rallies, hire more campaign staff, and just generally run a larger campaign, which is hugely influential to the amount of votes they will receive on election day. Under Yang's proposed system, this hypothetical candidate could raise funds through the $100 donations from regular citizens and run on a platform that would not otherwise get the funding it needed to get off the ground. These still all sound like incredibly left-wing social policies, but part of what makes Yang so interesting as a candidate is that he has actually been embraced by libertarians who would typically support more hardline free market capitalists. The business taxation stuff is a bit unusual for a libertarian economic ideology, but that's just the thing. Yang has proposed a social income system that still gives the freedom to the individual. If you want to spend your $1,000 a month income on machine guns and flags of the defeated, you can. If you want to spend it on yoga lessons and kale, you can. Even if you just want to save the money and never use it on anything, you can. Yang's policies will be government handouts, but the power is still in the hands of the individual to determine what has economic value and what doesn't. Yang is still well behind more established politicians like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden in the bid for the Democratic nomination. But his policies have made quite a stir, and he has brought previously far-fetched economic concepts like a UBI in the USA into the political atmosphere, which is the first step towards making these kinds of policies real. Hi guys, I hope you enjoyed the latest video. If you did, please consider liking and subscribing. As always, I will be hanging out on the Discord server for the channel linked in the video description below for an hour after this video goes up to answer any questions that you may have or just to have a chat. Otherwise, I do my very best to reply to any genuine question that I see in the comment section. Thanks guys, bye.